0: Delano's top of the week. It's that time of the week when we're joined in the studio by Delano to talk about a topic which is in the news. Uh, and we also look at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg for people to look forward to. And then there's a personal pick at the end this week. Duncan Roberts is in with us. Good morning, Duncan. Good
1: morning, Tom. How are you? I'm
0: good, thanks. How are you? Good, yes. Did you have a good weekend?
1: Very nice, yeah. A bit quiet because I busted my knee somehow. Oh, yeah, sorry. So I, so I didn't make it to the bazaar. I apologize apologies to everybody who was expecting me that. But That's all right. <laughs>
0: Uh, I made it along on Friday and it was was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Always always good. Packed out at the weekend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, The World Cup starts very soon, (laughs) It does indeed. (laughs) Uh, 20th of November, I think, is the date of the first game. Sunday, yeah. Yep. uh, And the World Cup this year, of course, is taking place in Qatar. Uh, This is a tournament that's caused quite a lot of controversy. Um, Why is that?
1: Uh, several reasons.
0: Apart from the fact it's happening in November, <laughs> it's
1: happening in November. Um, I mean, we can start with the why Qatar was awarded the the World Cup in the first place. Uh, a certain amount of corruption has been proven. Um, not that Qatar was actually involved in bribing any officials or any any FIFA officials or anything, but um, sixteen of the twenty two voting members who awarded. Uh, the World Cup to Qatar back in 2010 have since been arrested. So <laughs> that says something about the sort of people that were employed or you know pushed forward by FIFA at the time.
0: And is it is it is it just too late for things to change? Was it just the point where it had already been declared that it was taking place in Qatar, so they couldn't go back on that decision? Yeah,
1: they could. I mean, they couldn't. Um, at first, you know, it was going to be in the summer even mm-hmm. which was ridiculous because it would have been 50 degrees or so right <laughs> um so they had to switch it to november which again has messed up the whole european footballing calendar at least um and also has meant that national teams don't have that usual you know three at least three or four weeks preparatory time you know to get the squad together to mm-hmm. train to work on tactics um
0: it seems like a huge disruption you know, for the sake of having the World Cup in, in Qatar, so, yeah. much, so much has been kind of you know moved around for this to happen. Yeah, it's, and there's it's ridiculous. So um, much money been put into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can, you can point the finger at several people. I mean, Sepp Blatter, who was the president of FIFA at the time, and uh, Michel Platini, who was the head of uh, UEFA at the time, who really pushed for this. Um, uh, the French president at the time, Nicolas Sarkozy, actually really pushed for it as well. So I think a lot of the blame can, can be laying at his door. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and Sepp Blatter only only two weeks ago, I think Sepp Blatter came out and said, "Yes, it was it was a mistake handing it to Qatar." But he was he was saying that because of the you know it had to be in November, and because of the um, the size of Qatar itself. Um, What he wasn't mentioning was (laughs) Qatar's attitude to LGBTQ plus rights and um, the human rights abuse of migrant workers who were drafted in from all all sorts of places, uh, Africa and, and the Far East. To work uh, on the stadium uh, and the stadia and the infrastructure needed to to make this World Cup happen, um, those, that abuse has been well documented in various films and and the media. Um, we've had people like Amnesty and Fair Trade have come out and spoken against uh, their, the the conditions that you know these migrant workers have been kept in. Mm. I mean that they arrive in Qatar. A lot of them had their passports taken away, so they couldn't leave. They were sort of basically made to work for one company, um, and no other company. You know, they couldn't find work anywhere else mm-hmm. um, without the, that company giving the okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's really they were. You know, they were working ten, well, twelve-hour days. You know, quite often six or seven days a week.
0: I believe that some people lost their lives during the yeah. I mean, a lot of people. There's
1: been a lot of deaths. Uh, on the building sites and other injuries uh, mm-hmm. th- Thousands have been injured um, The deaths, I'm not, I can't remember how many But they're, they're in the tens you know, mm. Maybe maybe under 50 But still, any human life that's lost Just to build a tournament
0: yeah, um, Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president Says let's just focus on the football now But you can't really with all of those details No, so, you know, I mean that going on.
1: This, is, this is the problem He's saying, you know Critics of the World Cup are handing out moral lessons To the rest of the world Well, I don't think that's true we just we just had last week the, the Danish team wanted to wear uh, training tops that said human rights for all, mm. and FIFA has said no that's that's against the rules. You can't have, you really? can't have slogans like that. I mean who can who can argue against human rights for all? That's just ridiculous. So and, uh, so so, <laughs> uh,
0: so teams and footballers are, are being forbidden from um, from. Uh, showing any form of criticism is that is that what's happening? Any here? form,
1: any form of political slogan is is banned by the football authorities. I mean, national authorities as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we we know that. But um, I mean, the England captain Harry Kane and other captains of about of, from about fifteen national teams have said they're going to wear rainbow armbands as their captain's armband. But again, you know, FIFA has said, "Well, you can do it, but we'll fine you. <laughs> We're going to find the, the <laughs> national associations if they do that." Because you know, a lot there. There are a lot of um, LGBTQ football fans who just said, "Well, you know, I want to support my team. I, mm. I'd love to go to Qatar, but I just can't because I, you know, I risk wouldn't being, feel safe. Wouldn't feel safe. Risk being imprisoned or beaten up for, for you know holding hands with somebody of the same sex in public or whatever. You know, mm. it's yeah. dreadful. Um, yeah,
0: quite a considerable amount of of people are actually calling for a boycott of the tournament, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. What do you do? You, you know. I, here in luxembourg you know when the tournament is in the in the summer we have various places that uh, have outdoor screenings um including this very location Rotonde. Mm-hmm. they would usually have outdoor screenings with uh, witty commentary in french by a certain gabriel boissante and his mates um but they um they came out Rotonde came out uh three weeks ago I think Steph Myers the head of Raton and said we are not going to be showing this because of the human rights Mm -hmm. abuses the Ville de Luxembourg has also said it's not doing outdoor screenings I mean given the energy crisis and so on you know having to erect a giant screen and screen the football and maybe provide heating or some sort of you know heating outside is also playing a part but yeah I mean but there are other bars and, and venues that will be screening it um Personally, I'm ambivalent as well. Should I watch it or should I not? Um, I'm going to get caught up in the tournament. I know. Um, Somebody on a social media platform the other week suggested, "Well, why don't whoever is going to watch it, why don't you before the tournament say, for every match I watch, I'll I'll put aside ten euros or ten dollars or whatever. Mm -hmm. At the end of the tournament, I'll work out how much that is and donate it to, uh, yeah, you know, a human rights uh, association or charity, which I think is, you know." could be a good compromise for some people I mean you know what what can we say yeah FIFA's budget for the whole tournament is 1.69 million dollars um, but FIFA's revenue for, on an average year is 4.6 billion dollars yeah, did you say the, the, <laughs> so, the, the
0: budget for the tournament is 1.69 million yeah all right that's no sorry no no, no.
1: 1.69 billion right yeah okay. yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah that sorry. sounds about right <laughs> yeah yeah So, yeah, um, amazing amount of money involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And advertising as well. I mean, advertising revenues last year, um, sorry, four years ago at the the Russian World Cup, there was $2.4 billion was spent on advertising for that World Cup. And they reckon there's going to be more viewers in for Qatar. Despite Um, the calls for boycott. I mean... Also, you've got to remember that it's also I mean for a lot of the world it's happening in winter for mm. Europe and so on yeah. so people do tend to stay indoors or go indoors you yeah. know and in the summer maybe they'll be doing other outdoor activities rather than watching the World Cup but I think
0: what about for those fans that are travelling to Qatar
1: to, um, to watch the tournament uh, what's the experience going to be like for them? um it's weird, isn't it? Um, I, I've heard that the Qatar organizers have, have actually paid some fans to go <laughs> to the tournament. Really? They've paid for their flights and, and accommodation, and all their tickets, wow. as long as they post positive things on social media I about wonder. the tournament. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you know, some fans from from the Netherlands, I know, and others other countries have taken them up on this. Um, for the average fan, I think. I think. I mean, Qatar and FIFA cannot afford to have any anything happen to to the fans out there. Mm -hmm. Um, If any fans are arrested for any sort of you know, mild behaviour that we would deem normal here in Europe um, yeah, then then I think they're in trouble. Um, Of course, you know this might be the first World Cup where there's no (laughs) actual hooliganism (laughs) because I think even the the most hardcore hooligans are going to be scared of a Qatari prison (laughs) but But uh, we'll see
0: also, um, I guess drinking is usually quite a big part of going to a football tournament. It but, is, But yeah. drinking in public isn't actually allowed in Qatar, no, is it? No, it's
1: not. Um, so I think, I'm, not, I'm, not in, I'm, I'm afraid I'm not even sure if there is alcohol allowed in the stadium. Right. I think it might be. Um, certainly some alcohol sponsors were involved in, in the World Cups in the past. A certain American beer brand. Uh, was famously involved. I remember going to Germany, in fact, and you know everybody saying, "Oh, great, it's in Germany. We'll have decent beer for a change." But no, in the in the stadium itself, all you could buy was Budweiser. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, people have just got to be careful. I mean, but having said that, you know what what um, the British Foreign Minister said the other week about you know people should compromise and you know not LGBT fans should not. Um, You know, display public affection, I think, you know, be careful. I think was 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 quite wrong. And Xavier Betel got involved uh, last week um, because a former Qatari player, Khalid Salaman, who uh, is a FIFA World Cup uh, ambassador, you know, he described homosexuality as mental damage and said, you know, the fans can come over here, but they shouldn't, you know, display public affection. And, And Xavier Betel replied, you know, he said football should unite people and not divide them. So I think that's the... That's a good message to to drive home during this World Cup. Yeah,
0: well, it's a tournament that has, you know, it's sur- completely surrounded by controversy and um, and talking points. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out.
1: It will. And from a footballing sp- perspective as well, we, I mean, who knows? I think there's there's at least four or five teams who, who stand a chance of winning this year.
0: Who's looking good ahead of the tournament then? Who would um, you say is kind of, you, says there's no, no real favourite this year? I don't but, think
1: there is a real favourite. I mean, France, you know, have got a great team. They won the last World Cup, but they didn't perform that well at Euros. Um, yeah. Italy aren't even there. The European champions aren't even there. England have got, you know, a fairly good team um, who have performed well in the last two big tournaments. Argentina and Brazil, you can never rule out. Mm. Um, Germany you can never rule out. I would love Argentina to win. I would love Lion- Lionel Messi to sign off his <laughs> international career with the with the World Cup. But.
0: Uh, I'm a I'm a United fan and uh, we have a young player called Garnacho who right. is scored uh, the winner yesterday. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. scored a winner yesterday and he's um he's Argentinian and I think he's gonna be at the tournament. So it'll be interesting right. to see. And he's yeah. been he's been playing really, really well recently. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean I'm I've been a fan of Argentina since I first saw Messi in the World Cup in 2006, his first World Cup game in gelsen So Because this will
0: be his last World Cup, yeah. won't, you, won't it? Mm. So, yeah. Same for Cristiano Ronaldo as well. I, think. I guess it will, yeah. 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 So both of them will probably want to <laughs> go out with a victory. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to play some music now. When we come back, we're going to look at some events Great. that uh, you've picked up for listeners to look forward to this week in Luxembourg. That's Frankie Cosmos and Windows on City Radio. And we are back in the studio with Delano for their Top of the Week. We're now going to look at some events that Duncan's picked out for listeners um, to look forward to in Luxembourg this week. What have we got first, Duncan? Uh,
1: First, starting tomorrow and carrying on till the 27th of November, we have the Rainy Days Festival up at the Philharmonie. So it's a festival of contemporary classical music um, and features a lot of premieres and new works. um, Lots of interesting stuff up there. I know contemporary music isn't for everyone. You know, it can be a bit discordant sometimes, some people might say, but it's well worth checking out. Um, so that's up at the Philharmonie. And is that a festival pass or do you buy tickets to You can to? get a festival pass as well, but you can buy individual tickets as well for all the concerts. Okay. Um, then on Thursday, 17th of November, down here at Raton, we have Kit Sebastian, London-based uh, sort of psychedelic vintage thin synths global influences um one of them is from from turkey um mm. so, so sort of turkish and brazilian music mixed in there 60s euro pop really nice wow. nice music i need so to check that out they're well worth checking out so that's this thursday at rotonde and then next weekend we had the international bar last week Bazaar last weekend and next weekend we've got the red cross bazaar which is on the glassy so they build a big tent up there um it's a bit like the international bazaar. You have lots of Christmas gifts you can buy, uh, food village, and a visit from Santa Claus or Christian on Sunday. So you know something for all the family. Saturday and Sunday up on the glassy. Okay, great. Um, and all of these events can be found on your website. They're all on our agenda on the website. Yeah. Okay,
0: uh, so we're going to round things off with a track that you've chosen. Um, this one by Brianna Barbara.
1: Right. Yeah. She's a. A sort of southern girl very southern influence uh, on these on her records you know a bit like um no I'm, the name slipped me <laughs> <laughs> anyway sort of southern rock bluesy southern rock um so she's got a new album out called nothing but time that came out last friday and this track is called diamond light great
0: all right let's hear it duncan thanks for joining us today thank you tom we'll have you or one of your colleagues in next week for another top of the week you will